Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. We've got all thumbs up in the Catholic Cafe. Everybody's ready to go. Tom's excited. Tom Dorian? Two thumbs up. Two, two thumbs up for me two. as well. All right. And Where are your thumbs? They're on the ends of my hands. So, <laughs> so they're in the right place. Uh, I, I would do it, but then I would uh, I would drop my donut and my coffee. Yeah, it's a actually, you hold your too. thumb up, you can put a donut on there. <laughs> That's right. That's it's kind of like crowning your thumb. Oh, wow. y'all hear the segue coming, yeah, don't you? So, I do. <laughs> so, you are a pro. So a chocolate donut crown is a nice crown, but it's not the crown, right? So we're we're going to talk about crowns just because it's something I, to shoot for. As this as it, well, it's a step. It's yeah. a step in the right direction. Exactly. As as we uh, as this show airs, as you're listening to this show, um, depending on how you're listening, uh, we're it's uh, the Queenship of Mary. That's one of my favorite feast days. I love that. Well, it's a it is a it's a cool feast day. I mean, you know, Mary has so many of them. Right. There there are so many. We just did uh, Our Lady Undoer of Knots. I mean, there's just so many titles for Mary. Mm-hmm. And then in the church, besides of course of course our Lord, mm-hmm. you know, with every Sunday, you know, uh, besides him, uh, she has the most feast days. Well, certainly of the most of any creature. Mm-hmm. Right. And the nearest one, it's like John the Baptist has two. Right. There's a few like Joe's, There's a few people that have two, but for the most part, it's pretty much it's all about Mary, right? Mm-hmm. But the queenship of Mary. Now, why is that one of your favorites? Well, so for the uh, fifth glorious mystery of the Rosary, I, I like to have I have my own little little uh, meditations that I pray regularly when I pray the Rosary and different fruits that I pray for. And when I get to the fifth glorious mystery, I like to pray pineapples. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did I derail you? I'm so sorry. You know, people listening right now are going, I'm writing in. That's the last time I'm going to tell him to shut up. He should not. I should have said. If you write in, I will agree with you. Just go ahead. I'm so sorry. Fifth rosary. You're praying for different fruits. I know. What are you? What are you? What are you praying for? Also, uh, it's coconuts. But <laughs> <laughs> no, so for the fifth, well done. Well played. So for the fifth glorious mystery, the uh, coronation of our blessed mother. Um, what I pray for is for bold sovereign action by our blessed mother's queenship in accordance with the intentions of her immaculate heart. Just what I just want to support her crown, her sovereignty, whatever it is, however she wants to use that authority, that crown, that power. I want to back it up, Mama, and give you my prayers. Is he not? Amen, like, is, he not is he not the most? Did you see that? Uh, he did, and did you? He's like so much more spiritually mature than you and I. Oh, he, he just went all <laughs> jujitsu so, on us. So when we're asking for stuff, Tom and I are like going. Um, I went good. Maybe a new car. New car. Maybe a new car. <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's that's actually quite profound, and because you know, there's th- these uh, th- these titles uh, and these ways at looking at the saints, specifically in Mary's case, where they're not just useless titles; they mean something. So if 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 she's the queen, the queen mother, then then what what is that? I mean, is that something we can we can work with? <laughs> You right. know? No, yeah, and, I, and I think so. It's it's not a meaningless title. And because we know in history, now we've done lots of shows on Mary, but one of the things about Mary, what's so beautiful is um, just the history of what the queen mother is in the relationship to the king. Uh, and that's the person you go to. It's, you don't go to the queen. You go to you go to mama. And then she's the one who would sit at the right hand of the king and royalty. 
right? And so people would go and negotiate and talk to her, and then she would turn to her her son, the king, and say, "Yeah, you should do this," you know. And and they would do that because they're not going to turn down their mother in that same kind of way. If we're asking something for Jesus, there's nothing wrong with going straight to Jesus. No, but also to to go to the queen mother. I mean, it can be efficacious, right? If people want the uh, the Davidic house, if they want the reign of the the house of David over all eternity, that includes the Queen Mother, mm-hmm. who, in since Jesus is the King, she's the Queen Mother. Mary is the Queen Mother. Now, so one of the things about being a king or a queen is you you get various accoutrements that are appropriate to your uh, to your uh, your state of being. It's good to be king. That's right. It's good to be king. Uh, you get a, you get a crown. Is usually typically we see kings and queens with crowns, mm-hmm. right. right? And so so uh, we were going to talk a little bit today about crowns and crowning. It's kind of interesting that the, we see this concept of the crown so often in our faith. Right. I mean, there's so many uh, feasts, and there, there's so many things that we would think about crowns uh you know when in, in in life anyway but but certainly we talk about um you know there's a there's a rock group uh casting crowns <laughs> right <laughs> right a christian group uh but there's but there's also uh you know you get crowns on our teeth and that's, that's not, exactly where my brain was. That where your brain was going. Uh, and, and and we uh, there's like we there's a the, uh, someone's uh, woman's hairs are crowning glory, right? We think about these the crown and how radiant and, and beautiful, but also a stateliness uh, to to that. But then there's also like uh, what we know as we as we uh, go to Holy Week, you know, the, the, the crowning with thorns or the mm-hmm. a, a, a crown of thorns. Uh, and and that speaks a lot about what it is to be the king of kings, mm-hmm. right? What's what's actually co- required of that uh, of that there? But but the idea of 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 the crown and wearing the crown um, is is interesting because when we talk about saints uh, or to to wear the martyr's crown, right? What what that means and and whose crown is it and and all of that? So I I, I think I. I think talking about what a crown is and how we use crowns, is, it might be interesting because the first thing that comes to mind, you know, is false crowns. Like, what are things that we focus on that, like, I want to wear that crown. That's the crown I want. You know, it, maybe it involves a really nice vehicle mm-hmm. or a certain size television uh, or a membership at a golf club of some kind or maybe it involves uh, a, a, a certain trophy that you want on your arm you know right oh I mean, sure there's yeah. there's just lots of things that we we think are 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 crowning us when in fact it, it turns out to be a false crown in fact it's so heavy it ends up maybe drowning us have you ever thought about like uh, if you were wearing like one of those real crowns that, that that they have for kings and queens, you know, in England, you go in the in the in the museums or whatever, you see these things that probably weigh like you know forty stone. Probably, I, don't know, I don't know how heavy that is. It's probably pretty heavy, you know. Well, it's about thirty nine forty stone, you know. And so putting that thing on, if you're in the ocean, you know, the ship just went down, you're going to sink, or you're going to take your crown off. There you go. Right. And so we have to look at this from the perspective of like. What what are we crowning ourselves with? Oh yeah. What what have you crowned yourself with, Sam? Gosh, you know, there's been different seasons in my life where I, I I this is so this imagery of crowns has become personal to me because I've had different moments in my life where I've 
uh, realize, wait a minute, I'm chasing a crown. You know, whether it's some accomplishment in the earthly world or, like you said, like a relationship. You know, you get really worked up, you know, uh, about dating this particular woman. And you think, well, wait a second. Am I actually concerned with who she is as a person? Or am I seeing her as a crown, like some sort of a, a dating an her accomplishment? Is an accomplishment? There's status that comes with that. And if if there's any part of you that is thinking that way, you're not really loving that person. You're not really willing the good of that person. And you know, there's tons of different ways in which we can be chasing after false crowns in our lives and seeking to get crowned. But if we look, like you said, at the gospel, it's clear that the world only offers. One kind of crown is the crown of thorns. Ultimately. Yeah. And you know what? I'll be honest with you. It's not always even the crown of thorns because you don't understand the full weight of that crown of thorns. It just becomes a crown of misery. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? It becomes a false crown. It becomes uh, essentially becomes your demise. Yes. Whereas if you truly see the crown of thorns for what it is, when you offer up that which is thorny, that which becomes um, uh, a, a, a good bit of suffering... Well, when you offer that up, then it becomes that crown of thorns, mm-hmm. right? It becomes then something that is actually redeeming, right? Right. So I, I don't know. I think the world, you know, it, it offers some uh, stuff that ends up being a false crown. That it's, it's like going to be in the ocean. Your ship's gone down. You got the right. faulty stone crown. That right. You're going to go down with it. Well, it's amazing to think, you know, of all the all the people who've ever lived uh, throughout the whole history of the universe. Uh, no one is more worthy to crown himself with a giant crown with every kind of precious metal and, and jewel and gem that, that, you know, the most perfect giant crown. Jesus was worthy of that. He's the son of God. He was worthy of that. And yet he never once crowned himself and he let us crown him. And that's the crown we gave him, yeah. the crown of thorns. He willingly mm-hmm. accepted it. And, and honestly, it was a crown of thorns. It wasn't one of these crowns with all the jewels yeah. and the solid gold. Right. Right. In fact, it's more precious than all those jewels and the solid gold because essentially it's, it's us. It's, it's the essence of who we are. Sinners. I mean, he took all of that upon himself because he loves us so much. Mm-hmm. And so that's ultimately at the heart of what we should be seeking as a crown. And yet we still fall to the temptation. We fall to what the world offers because the world is like... Uh, there's like this um, uh, assembly line, you know, we're all kind of in a line and we just, I feel like that old movie Metropolis where we're just like in drudgery, we're all walking in lockstep, but but as we go by some, some you know, really weird uh, dude is like just one after another putting crowns on people's heads and we all just, we all work every day to get crowned by the world. Yes. Which ends up being, it's it's empty. When Jesus talks about us receiving crowns, but it's in, in Revelation when he's addressing the churches and to one of the churches, he talks about that if they are faithful during persecution, they will receive the crown of life, you know, or the crown of salvation. Same thing with James. He also talks about it again within the context of being faithful during persecution. And so the crown of life is obviously everlasting life. It's persevering to the end and engaging in right. salvation. And I think what it comes down to is those times when I was chasing after false crowns, I was mistaking those for my salvation. Mm-hmm. And I think that anybody can, including, by the way, a fair warning, even if you're living your life for the church and your work, you've given everything to the church, if you're looking at your position in the church, whether it's you know some leadership in a parish or a ministry, or even if you're a bishop or something like that, if you look at that position 
as your crown, as your salvation. That's that's not your salvation, and that's can get in the way. That's the thing that can get in the way of your salvation. So that whole last diatribe was aimed right at me. Did you see that? Tom? Did you <laughs> sense that? I mean, I'm the only ordained guy sitting here at the table. So it now I feel nervous. My way. We're going to have a conversation <laughs> during this next break. Oh, so We're going to take a break. <laughs> and if only two of us are left, Tom, that's we can right. carry the show. <laughs> we can do it. There could be only one. <laughs> That being said, uh, uh, thank you for all that. And we are going to uh, take a break. Before we take a break, I want to remind folks at home we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I'd love to uh, hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And like us on Facebook, on Instagram, and Twitter. Like and share our posts and comment on them. It makes a difference. And talk about Sam's crown. <laughs> and right. radio voice. We'll My radio voice, yes. Right back. <laughs> I'm Bess Drzymski. And this is another great moment in church history. Just imagine what it would have been like to sit at the feet of one of the twelve and hear the gospel proclaimed firsthand from someone who saw, touched, walked, and talked with the Lord Jesus himself. This is just what St. Polycarp did as a student of St. John the last of the beloved apostles to die. St. Polycarp was Bishop of Smyrna and a very holy man. As a member of the second generation of church leaders, he faced many new challenges, challenges even the original 12 apostles did not face. There were many early heresies, challenges to the truth of Christ and the authority of the church. But above all, St. Polycarp was a man of God and he faced these challenges head on his entire life. He was a beacon of truth for the early church, the heretic Marcion, who taught error about the nature, existence, and relationship of good and evil, matter and spirit, challenged St. Polycarp, demanding he recognize his heretical sect. Recognize us, Polycarp, he demanded. St. Polycarp responded, I recognize you, yes, I recognize the son of Satan. St. Polycarp was to give his life in service to the church, just as his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. A very early document, The Martyrdom of Polycarp, tells the heroic story of his death. When in his 80s, St. Polycarp was arrested, he was offered the opportunity to save his own life if he would simply swear his allegiance to Caesar. To this request, St. Polycarp answered, If you imagine that I will swear by Caesar, you do not know who I am. Let me tell you plainly, I am a Christian. It was ordered that St. Polycarp be burned at the stake. As the fire was lit, witnesses heard a long and beautiful prayer uttered from the mouth of the saint. In part, they heard, Lord God Almighty, I bless you for having made me worthy of this day and this hour. I bless you because I may have a part, along with the martyrs, in the chalice of your Christ. As St. Polycarp said amen, his captor stoked the fire. But it is reported that the fire did not burn him. It miraculously formed an arch around him, causing him to resemble what the martyrdom document says was gold and silver glowing in a furnace. They finally had to stab him to death. St. Polycarp's feast day is February 23rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. 
And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I am Deacon Jeff, sitting here with Tom Dorian and Ziggy Rodriguez. Hello. And we are still talking about crowns. Yes. And, you know, in our break, it was interesting. Uh, Tom went and got his crown. He had a crown. Uh, and it fits. It's perfectly fit on top of his didn't the, mess up this well, hair. the throne of his hair. But he didn't bring us whoppers, which I, I felt. No, 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 that's not the crown. He's got, <laughs> that he, does sound good. He has one of those original imperial margarine crowns. Ooh, Do you remember those yeah. that came out? Dun, 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 dun. Am I dating myself? <laughs> we're dating both of ourselves. <laughs> exactly. Well, uh, anyway, so we're talking about this idea. Well, we started talking about false crowns, and we started to, a little bit to get into essentially what a true crown is. And so what it, what it means, so... There are a couple of concepts I want to ask questions. Like, do you guys think it's okay to crown yourselves? No, <laughs> not unless you're Jesus and he chose not to. <laughs> okay, all right. I just want to be clear because, but is it okay to seek a crown, the crown of salvation, or a martyr's crown? Sure. I mean, I'm, I'm thinking count. about guys like Ignatius of Antioch. You know, writing sure. those wonderful letters to the Smyrnaeans and all these other folks. But he was on his way to receive the martyr's crown. He knew he was right. Or St. Maximilian Kolbe, earlier this month we celebrated his uh, That's right. feast day. He had a vision of the Blessed Mother. Two crowns, one the white crown of, of, uh, of, of sainthood. sainthood, and then a pure, a pure life. Yes, and then the, the red crown of, of martyrdom. And uh, he he asked for them both, and so that's why he's pictured with two crowns. The one yeah, and the exactly. Red. And and uh, so so does that mean he was seeking? But because so, I know I, I know it's an easy question because I know you'd say well yeah yeah it's okay if that's if your goal is to be in heaven with God, yes, that's the crown that you're seeking but but it's almost like a receiving, but so often we want to uh it's kind of like communion, the reason why the faithful are not allowed to self communicate right. right right that 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 holy communion is supposed to be ministered to the recipient to right. to the communicant, right, so you are supposed to be communicated, in other words, it's supposed to it's supposed to go to you. So you don't come and take, right? Well, I think if you're if you're seeking the crown of life, the crown of salvation, the crown of martyrdom, uh, ultimately, you if you're going to do it right, you're going to pay attention to what Jesus said you needed to do to follow it, and it isn't all about you. It's about right. following. The, it's about seeking sacramental grace. It's about seeking the good of others. About serving God, serving the needs of the church. That's what it's about. It's about humility. It's about. Right. That's where you're going to be heading with that that seek. No, you're exactly right, Tom. And and I think, I mean, at the at the end, when we're talking about crowns, you know, so the real answer to is it okay to crown yourself or or to seek a crown? The the reality is really that there should be a follow up question. It's like, well, hold on, I need more information. Mm -hmm. What crown are we talking about here? Right. Right. And once you do, then you start to go like, well, what does it mean to have that crown? Well, if we're talking about humility, well, then you're not seeking humility. No. You're trying desperately to live in humility, aside from all the uh, the sinful inclinations that we all have towards mm-hmm. selfishness and pride, right? Because of the the, the fall, and it, it still plagues us. The reality is, if if we're seeking humility, then we are seeking that crown of whether it's a white martyrdom or a red martyrdom, uh, or, or it, we we are seeking uh, to be in heaven or seeking the crown of salvation. It's not the same thing as crowning yourself. Well, St. Louis de Montfort, one of my favorite saints, he had a beautiful distinction between Christ's crown as king and Mary's crown as queen. And he says that Jesus is king by nature and by conquest. Mary is queen by grace. 
Right. And she's full of grace. And she's full. She's full of grace. Yeah. Her, yes. Yeah. Yeah. And hers is a hers is a, a submissive re, uh, uh, reception. Yes. Of that of that grace and humility. I mean, little humble uh, farm girl, or you know, it's like uh, what some people might think like a simple who who is this person mm-hmm. who God actually prepared for the great task that she would do, uh, preserving her from the stain of of all original sin. Um, you know, this is this is this is maybe that helped in the process, right? Of this of this crowning, but it's not a crown that she reached out and grabbed for. Well, the Magnificat, I think, shed some light into this. You know, the song that she sings uh, when she visits Elizabeth shortly after she receives Jesus into her womb. In haste, in haste, she goes to the hill country to serve her sister Elizabeth, and at the visitation, she sings that song, the Magnificat, and in that song. She says that um, he, God, he has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He's filled the hungry with good things. The rich he has sent away empty. So he lifts up the lowly. You know, and that's a theme throughout the gospel of, 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 of humbling the proud and exalting the humble. And exactly right. And if you look at um, how salvation was accomplished by oh, gosh, God, yeah, right. I mean, essentially, it's the 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 biggest kind of humbling, right? Humbling himself even to the death, death on the cross, right? Is what Jesus did to accomplish that. And so this, the crucifixion, first the humiliation, you know, which was capped by the crucifixion, but that wasn't the end of the story. The resurrection takes place, and so this this crown over death over sin, uh, over all evil, and the, the victory of Christ was accomplished in, 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 in humiliation. Yes. Right, in humbling, and total humbling. So this is the model for us. Now, that makes it hard. So the next question I want to ask is like, well, so how, how, do we, how do we seek that crown? Right, and when we wear that crown, do we walk around going, look at my crown, it's so lovely. <laughs> Hello. You know, we should do the voice of the queen. Um, do you see my crown? You know, uh, obviously we don't do that, right? But how how do we? What is it that we have to accomplish? And I think the answer already we started with 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 this humility. Right. But how hard is that in this day and age? Well, it, it requires. You know, there's a line from uh, from Paul that says, "Humbly regard others as more important than yourself." And having an other mindedness as opposed to a self focusedness is a great place to start. I remember Saint John on the Cross blew me away. Um, it was early in my, my studies of, of, of Catholic writers. I read, I think it was a Sin of Mount Carmel, if I'm not mistaken. He has a discussion of spiritual gifts where he warns against people who think of spiritual gifts as being given to them for their own sake. They're not being given to you for your own sake. They're being given to you. They're entrusted to your stewardship for the good of others, for the good of the church, for the work of God. And I, I think that's relevant because there's a, there's a connectivity between this notion of our giftings and our anointing. And what is it a king? A king gets anointed. You know, yeah. we're getting prepared to share in that crown of life and to share in that crown of salvation. But if we are sitting around thinking it's all about us, ooh, that's trouble, you know? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and like, you know, you, you bring that up and it makes me think just a little bit, it starts to bleed into the concept of vanity and how quickly we can crown ourselves with the wrong things, right? And, and even the best of us, I, you know, Tom looks good, right? He's, he takes a shower every day. 
Uh, you probably only have to do your hair maybe once a month because that's that's not moving. I mean, the wind was blowing earlier; it doesn't move. But the point is, I think that's a compliment. I can't. It is. Tell. You, you, you look good. <laughs> but there's nothing wrong with looking good. But but what happens? I mean, how easy is it to to to, to trip over to step over into now seeking that which this makes me look better. This is nice. This is so we're like. Vanity can really can creep in. So you're saying that Jesus didn't say if you don't want to feel good about it yourself and have a good time, you cannot be my disciple. Is that that's no, not the line? No, 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 <laughs> from the feel we, good we, translation of the Bible. <laughs> we we did we did a show on things Jesus never said, and that's a, and that's a that's a good one. I guess I'm just saying that uh, this this path to humility is not easy, and and there's lots of places to trip. And I'm because even I, I, if I'm going shopping for a car. Yeah. We need a car. A car broke down. I need a new car. I actually have to catch myself going like, man, I would look good in that. Or I'd like to drive that. Mm-hmm. And there's a part of me that, you know, kind of thinks it'd be fun or whatever. And there's a part of me that words I've already told my kids, if you see your dad acting a fool, if you see your dad thinking he's like some kind of 20-year-old cool guy out there in the world, you know what? Just go ahead and, and, and I guess, uh, put me in the asylum or whatever. <laughs> But just I, I'm I'm toast because because I I guess Tom you might say something like well at least you're accountable that's exactly right <laughs> Tom and I we got we are on the same wavelength that's we, exactly we right. think we think a lot alike but honestly um, where humility we struggle with it and vanity is one of those things that eats us alive and we don't we don't even realize it as we're going and we're shopping and we're we're thinking like how will i look in this and again i don't want people to go around being slovenly mm-hmm. i mean i i comb my hair i don't leave it disheveled uh, and he I, combs it masterfully thank you by yeah, the way. Not, yeah well but the, <laughs> but the point is uh you know we we care for ourselves but it's so easy to step over that line. Well, I think St. Thomas Aquinas gives us a good roadmap to, to fix that. And he says, humility is truth. And we need to be grounded in the truth of who we are, both the good and the bad. And even if we don't think that bad stuff's lovable, recognize that God loves us as we are. He's loved us into existence. He desires to draw us to himself and bless us with the crown of salvation. That is so beautiful. And so, I guess, the key is humility. Mm-hmm. Being humble. If we are humble, that's when we'll be able to wear the crown. Right? We'll wear it yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forever. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. 
can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter.